theory or practice, it's a constant battle when you're teaching. I'm Dr. Joy Patterson, the Director of Educator Preparation at Governor State University and the College of Education. And I'm Dr. Amy Viaclia, Governor State University Assistant Professor of English Teacher Education. In teaching and learning theory versus practice, Dr. Joy and I will duke it out over whether theory or practice wins the match. Yeah, I can't wait. So whether you're a teacher, an education leader, or looking to learn more about the field, you can hear from industry experts on education topics. We invite you to be the judge as we box it out. Stick around to find out who wins this week's match. Thank you for listening to Teaching and Learning, Theory versus Practice with Dr. Amy Viaclia and Dr. Joy Patterson. We hope that you have been inspired by this conversation and will join us again as we talk about trends in education and perspectives on teaching. We welcome your comments and feedback. What conversations are you interested in hearing? We'll leave it up to you, our listeners. Did theory or practice win the match? I think it was theory probably this time. Uh, practice. Until next time, we're Dr. Amy and Dr. Joy. Hello, Dr. Joy. Hello, Dr. Amy. How are you? I'm doing so well. It's towards the end of the semester, but that's part of why I'm excited. The other part is commencement is coming up and we are honored today to have the commencement speakers joining us to talk about their education journey. Yes, and not only to talk about their education journey, we're gonna talk about something really important that gives you that staying power because you can't get to graduation if you don't stay in the game, right? And that is so very difficult for many candidates. We know that the national average is about 30% of people who start in their freshman year actually graduate. You know, you hear those speeches, look to your right, look to your left. You know, most of those people won't walk across the stage with you. That's a challenge. You know, some of those uh, students we know go to, off to other colleges, but many of them do not graduate. So, being able to stay at your university for four years, most importantly, being able to graduate in four to six years is so super important. And it's something about belonging. I know you're going to talk about that, that keeps you, that helps you get from that freshman year to walking across the stage. So we're going to talk about the importance, the significance of belonging in college. Belonging seems like it could cover lots of different areas. So I'm, I'm going to be really interested to talk to Sonia Petty and Peter Brassa in their different areas of study. Sonia it will be graduating with her bachelor's in interdisciplinary studies 
and Peter is graduating with his master in social work. Welcome to our podcast, Sonia and Peter. Thank you. I am so excited to see you all today. How are you, Sonia? I'm well, thank you. Nice to see you both. Good. Before we get started, just tell us a little bit about who is Sonia and where are you living? You know, tell us about what you're majoring in. I'm from Chicago, born and raised in Roseland, West Pullman area. I moved, uh, I started out at uh, Governor State University uh, interdisciplinary studies major. I moved, uh, I, actually I started at Governor State in 2016 and I had a break. I came back this semester to finish up. I only had 11 credits to finish. And uh, during that time, from 26 to 2017 to 2019, I moved to North Carolina. So I finished my program actually online at Governor State. Outstanding. Uh, that, that's, that's amazing. So I have some questions for you later about how you were to, you pivoted and you were able to do that and how the university helped you. But I am so happy and congratulations again. That Thank you. even with all that, that you've gone through, the interruptions that you've had, not only are you graduating this May, but you are the commencement speaker. You're one of two commencement speakers. Congratulations. Thank you. It's still uh, amazing. It's just, it's wonderful. It's never too late to start or to finish. You're absolutely right. I hope that message rings true for everybody. Peter, you're a more traditional student. Uh, introduce yourself. You're social work major, correct? Yes. Hi, everyone. I Hi, am Peter. Peter Brassi. I am a social work major at Governor State, um, and I just completed my graduate degree last Tuesday. Um, I did my undergrad degree. Uh, well, I finished my undergrad degree at Governor State after transferring from Prairie State College. And I was actually able to receive the honor scholarship, which provided me a Fulbright scholarship to Governor State. So that was one of my initial reasons for um, joining or, you know, being at Governor State University was because I was able to receive a Fulbright scholarship. I want to know more. Uh, maybe we can go back and forth a little okay. bit with Sonia and Peter. Tell us about your education journey. You tiptoed into that a little bit, but let's delve a little bit deeper because when you said, Sonia, that it's never too late, tell us about that pathway a little bit and maybe some obstacles that may, you may have faced along the way. Yes, um, I'm 57 years old and I started out, I went to another university 40 years ago. <laughs> And um, I, I was ambitious, but things just didn't flow like I wanted them to. So I've always had the burning desire, even though I didn't graduate from that university. They taught me very well. So I've been a professional medical records coder for over 25 years. And so I finally made the decision. I've I, I just been having this burning feeling to complete my degree. And then I just wanted uh, another 
opportunities for growth in my career. And I know that not having my bachelor's was the stumbling block for me. So that's when I decided to go back to school in 2016. And uh, of course, again, I had to stop for whatever reason, life. My mom was sick. Uh, I had a brother that was sick that recently passed last year. Um, so it was just those things. But I, I made the decision in December last year. I said, you know what? No matter what happens, I'm going to finish. I'm going to enroll in school. And, I, and, I, and that's what I did. Your story is so inspirational because even in spite of some challenges, family illness and moving, you stuck with it. And sometimes people think, well, they might have that desire, but well, I don't know. My, tr- my credits might not transfer or I might be behind the game or I, I don't know if I have time in my schedule to study or to also work and go to school. And hearing your story really inspires me and inspires, I know, my, mm-hmm. our listeners for continuing that pursuit of uh, higher education. Um, Peter, I know Dr. Joy said you were like more of a traditional student, but there you do have some interesting pathways yourself uh, mm-hmm. in education. Could you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, so actually, um, I am a traditional college student, but I would say that I'm also not. I say that um, only because, so I actually dropped out of my um, junior year of high school because at the time, my father um, was diagnosed with cancer. So for me, it was a lot that was going on, and I was also homeschooled, so I didn't have anyone you know, at a high school to kind of help me like a social worker or a counselor or anyone to kind of help me um, navigate through that time. So I ended up dropping out of high school. Um, so I was out of a school, a traditional school setting for about four or five years. And I was out of school for two years before um, someone that is like a mother figure to me um, suggested that I get my GED. Um, and she said to me, um, don't you see yourself Uh, going to college one day and, you know, finding something that you really want to do. And I was like, maybe. And so it kind of dawned on me that like a lot of my friends were, you know, having the traditional college experience at that point because they were all freshmen in in high school. And I was just working a part-time job and I was not, you know, receiving any education. So I ended up getting my GED and then um, at Prairie State College, and then I ended up enrolling in courses at Prairie State College the following fall. Um, so once I received my GED, I was actually awarded the Robert Christopher Scholarship, which was um, a scholarship at the time for um, individuals that scored high on the GED. Um, so that kind of motivated me as well, because um, there was a point where I didn't really think that I would see myself in college seeing myself, you know, pursuing higher education, um, you know, let alone a master's degree. So for me, um, a lot of times I just have to think back on, you know, the road that I've been on. And um, actually my second year at Prairie State College, my father was diagnosed with cancer for the second time. So at that point I was, I was thinking about, well, where am I, where am I going to go to school at? 
and I wanted to, you know, go away to school. But then when we found out that my dad had cancer the second time, I was like, okay, there's no way that I'll be able to go away to school. Um, or, you know, I, at the time, I didn't think I would be able to finish, you know, a four-year degree at the time. So a lot of that, you know, just kind of taking it one day at a time. And, um, you know, for me being, you know, at a community college, I really had to um, learn how to ask questions and reach out for help. Right. When I think of Angela Duckworth's book, does that come to mind? Do they come to mind to you of Mm -hmm. grit? You guys have grit. And (laughs) I mean, it was not an easy path for you to get here. I can see why the university has nominated you all for commencement speaker. And Sonia, I just want to say you do not look your age. You are wonderful. (laughs) You look like a traditional student. So Sonia, you went away from school for a while. You moved away, which was even more difficult. You know, not only did you stop going for a while to take care of family business, you moved to another state. What brought you back to school and what brought you back to Governor State University? I love the teachers. I loved um, the way they reminded me of my other my previous school, that one's hands on, you know, one on one experience. And it's funny when I call Miss Tina uh, Hughes-Burke, uh, over interdisciplinary studies. She's the director of advisory over there. And she said, Sonia, you were on my list. So that made me feel like, you know what, see, y'all touching my heart. So I, I, I was like, I, she's like, you only have 11 credits. You're going to knock these out. And, um, just wonderful. And then I, I had some issues with financial aid and somebody in financial services helped me out. So I, I, it was definitely meant for me to come, uh, come back. And I just feel like being a student commencement speaker is like the cherry on top. It I is. Yeah, it really is. And, and Peter, you received your undergraduate from Governor State. What made you decide to come back to receive your graduate degree from Governor State? And we're talking about the kid that got a GED that's now receiving a graduate degree. Yes. Um, And it's still, it's still, you know, real surreal for me when I think about it. Um, Just because I think back to, you know, when I was, you know, just turned 17 years old and I didn't know where, you know, my life was going to go. Um, but I think what brought me back to G- GSU after um, after obtaining my undergraduate degree was um, really the connections that I made with people, um, the faculty, the professors, and the social work program. They really train us and really um, develop us to be the next the next best social work professionals, as I always say. And for me. Uh, I like the small class sizes. So for mm-hmm. me, I knew that I didn't want to go to a bigger university that had a hundred plus students where you didn't really feel that connection with the professor and you didn't feel like you can relate to anyone. So for me, um, getting to know the professors and getting connected with them and being able to call them too, I think is, is, is wonderful, you know, um, because not all professors are like that. Not all of them say, Hey, if you guys have a question about the assignment, or if you guys just need some general advice about graduate school or anything related to our field, feel free to call me. If I don't answer, I'll call you back. 
you know so for me that was at first it was kind of hard for me to to feel feel like I could call them you know but then it got to the point where I did need some guidance and I was like you know I don't really think that I want to go to a different school a bigger school but I also don't think I can afford it so for me that was the other factor too is that um, I knew I would be able to afford a graduate degree at Governor State and that I would be able to be in a predicament where after I do graduate graduate I'm sorry I wouldn't be overwhelmed with student loans and a, a ton of debt too so I feel like for me it was the connections the affordability and I I couldn't really leave my family either because yeah, when I was a, a senior, my father just um, was just in remission. So for me, I didn't really want to take that chance of leaving. Mm-hmm. You know, I knew that I had to take care of, of home, too. So for me, it was a lot of different factors. So I want to talk about the learning experiences that you've had. You've talked about some of the support that you've had and the connections Sonia, can you talk a little bit about how GSU has accommodated you as a distant learning student? Well, let me, let me go back a little bit. Like when I first came, uh, started when I started at Governor State in 2016, I was like on on site. So I really enjoyed being like on in person with the teachers. Uh, you know, talking interaction with the students. And so I, I was very active <laughs> on campus. I would go to homecoming. I participated in the multicultural fashion show. During that time, I was the reigning queen uh, I could, because I do pageant work. And so I was like, well, can I come here as, a, you know, part of my community service. And so they embraced it. I got the chance to meet the president during that time. And I just had a great time being on site and transitioning to being online. Uh, one of my particular classes, uh, it was funny that you talk about grit because that's what we were talking about in my career class with Dr. Sanderson. And I thought it was very interesting that she had us to post videos. So you got to get to know some of your classmates. So that's one thing I loved about, even though I was online, I still got to know my classmates. And even in my other course, it was about love. I thought that was kind of interesting. I took a psych course on love. (laughs) So maybe some money and new career and love is about to come my way. So. But even I when love that, it. <laughs> so even in that particular class, you know, we still had that interaction. So I felt like I got to know my my classmates. It was pretty cool. That's a really good opportunity. And really thinking about that as we share this with our listeners to consider ways in which to keep students connected, you know, videos and other online discussion boards. They don't have to be just the chat feature on uh, the forum. Uh, Peter, I got to know you better on a student trip to Alabama very recently, but I also learned during that time that it wasn't your first trip. Can you tell us about some experiential learning opportunities that you've engaged in being a part of GSU? 
Yeah, so during um, my, well, actually, when I uh, finished up my junior year at Governor's State, I was one of the students that um, went on the very first public health brigade to Ghana. Um, so that was led by Dr. West and Dr. Koontz. And that was probably, I believe, the fourth or fifth brigade that um, GSU faculty and uh, staff and students were a part of. Um, they have previously been to Nicaragua and Panama. So we went to Ghana in uh, May 2019. And then we went back on another public health brigade in Panama in January 2020, right before the pandemic hit. Um, so when I went to Alabama last month in early April, that was actually my third experiential um, learning experience um, from and with Governor State University. So for me, um, I had never traveled outside of the country before um, going to Ghana. So when I applied, I was like, okay, um, I, I, I think I'll go to Ghana, but I also didn't really think that they would choose me to go to Ghana. So when I received the acceptance letter that said, you know, congratulations, you have been picked as a student, I was just in shock. So for me, um, we did a lot of service work, and that's what the focus of the trips are um, when we go on brigades, but you also learn so much. Uh, we learn so much before about the culture um, and the history of, of Ghana, uh, West Africa, but we also learned a lot about Africa and um, the relation to the United States with the transla transatlantic um, slave trade. So for me, um, that was not something that I uh, fully anticipated was the learning before the trip, the learning on the trip, and the learning that we just experienced from one another on the trip. Um, and so for Panama, it was actually the same thing. We um, we learned a lot before we went. And for both trips, we, we listened to podcasts and we really immersed ourselves in a lot of the history and a lot of um, what, what we may have not known as Americans about the relations to other countries. Um, so for me, when we went on the civil rights tour and conference, I applied and I was like, okay, um, I have a lot going on because this is my last year of graduate school, right? But I also knew that it was it would be a great experience and that I would be able to learn a lot about the civil rights leaders that paved the way for um, many of the things that we're still fighting for today. A lot of the injustices and a lot of the um, things that we are still advocating for and um, protesting peacefully for. Um, so for me, it was kind of like a being able to relate it to modern times and to kind of see, you know, why the fight was so, so prevalent and why there were so many leaders along the way um, in Alabama and across the United States in general too. Um, so for me, I think that um, I've always been a visual learner, but okay. I've also learned along, you know, these trips that I, I also have learned hands-on, you know, wherever we are, I, I feel like I learn the best. I learn more from experiences than I have from just reading a textbook and um, discussion questions. And, you know, I mean, I, I get a lot out of class, but I feel like I'm very fortunate to have had the experiences that I have had. So, yeah, I can resonate with your experience and those connections, especially through my children. When my son and daughter, when it was time for them to go to college and my daughter was very young, and I, I was working in higher ed. I said, you have to start at mommy school. <laughs> you have to prove yourself and then you can go away. 
and I worked at a small uh, university. And so, of course, they didn't want to go to mommy school, as they called it. And um, But my daughter, she, after her second year, I said, do you want to go somewhere else? You want to go to a large university? She said no, because she had become a big fish in a little pond with lots of support systems and lots of connections. So I hear that. So it sounds like you all have, I've heard tidbits of these personal connections. I know you guys have another personal connection. That's my favorite personal connection, Aaron West. And you guys have that personal connection too. He was my, he was the mentor for one of the courses that I taught. And it was his job to keep students connected. And he did that job well. He went above and beyond to keep students connected. Talk about a little bit more about those personal connections that kind of helped you at GSU. Anything that you want to share with us about your personal connection? Well, um, even though I, I just met Dr. Green and I went to Tennessee State University. So when I was inducted into the National Leadership Society, I think it was last Tuesday week before, uh, my sister was there with me. She just was inducted into a sorority and she happened to also be a part of the same sorority as Dr. Green. And then we found out we were, she went to that she was a, you know, worked there previously at TSU. We were like, like floored. So it's just those little small little things like, wow, this is so, and she was so laid back and, um, just a very sweet woman. And you could tell that she cares about the students. And, and I think that's something that I've been seeing at Governor State. That's one thing I really did like about, uh, still do like about GSU. And then when you talk about public health, that's actually my next phase that I want to do. Being that I am part of a pageant system and I've been doing pageants for seven years, community service is one of the things that I've done and working at going to Ronald McDonald House, Deborah's House, uh, Tent City, uh, working with officials in the state of Illinois. Uh, so public health is y'all, y'all enticing me to think about the master's yeah. program. <laughs> Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> and we'll I'm like, be ready for you for next. We'll be ready for you for next fall. <laughs> oh my goodness! So, um, yeah, we think I'm the world gonna... of Dr. Green. Also, she's a definitely yes. a favorite of Dr. Amy and I. She's our favorite. <laughs> yeah, so definitely, um, I just feel like uh, those connections are so important. And then it, it, it's really like even one of my teachers, my professors at my previous school, I can still call her in reference to my profession today. And I think that I have that kind of rapport with Governor State, mm-hmm. that if there's a professor that I need to talk to in, in, in reference to interdisciplinary studies or even those the teachers that I've come in contact with, they've always been accessible. So I, 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 that's one thing I appreciate it. And you're not just like he said, Peter said, you're not a number, you're a person. Mm-hmm. And they want to see you succeed. What about you, Peter? Um, so I will say that for me, um, uh, personally, um, one of my professors that I had um, in one of my classes, um, we were talking one day and we, we had class. Um, actually, we, we finished the semester and we were just talking about, you know, like different life experiences and stuff. And 
um, she shared that she had a really um, similar experience with um, a parent being sick at a young age. Um, and so one of her parents passed away at a young age too. So I was 13 when my mother passed away and she was 14 when her father passed away. So for, for us, it was like um, a moment of shock because, you know, we went all throughout the whole semester and we didn't know this about each other. So for me, it was being able to relate. Um, we already pretty much had that connection, but, you know, being able to relate to her and to have someone understand on that level and to see that, you know, you can keep going. Um, so this is someone with two master's degrees and, and a doctorate, you know, PhD. So for me, it was like, okay, so you went through this. So, you know, just kind of, you know, resonating that and being able to, you know, tell myself like, okay, you can keep going too. So for me, that's, that's the connection that stands out the most, um, you know, because we still, we still stay in contact, but we also still, you know, talk about our different life experiences, you know? So, I mean, just a few weeks ago, we were on the phone and we were talking about like how we were bullied in elementary school. And so how that shows up and um, like at my internship place, like how, you know, a lot of the, the patients are affected by it. So for me, it's like having that connection and still being able to share um, and to open up, you know, with that, with that person. And I think being at a small university and just like both of you are saying, those connections are real and they're easier to establish. We are talking to Sonia Petty and Peter Brassi about belonging at Governor State University. They are our commencement speakers and I want to ask both of you, what was your reaction to being a commencement speaker? Uh, I did the ugly cry. I saw my mom several times. <laughs> my mom passed away in 2015. So uh, when I walk across the stage and my brother passed away as well, like I said, last year, suddenly, uh, when I walk across that stage, it would definitely be an honor of them. But yeah, I was. I, I was, I was shocked, but very happy and honored. And I don't take it lightly. So I'm, I'm just very excited. And even just like, even with that experience, you know, um, the young lady in marketing is, was helping me, uh, Zion was helping me with my, you know, speech and making sure like if I, there was anything that I needed. So, I, I, it's just been, everybody's just been wonderful. Yeah. For me, it's also, it was also unreal when I, when I got the announcement that, uh, well, when they notified me that I was going to be um, the commencement speaker. So for me, I've always said that um, throughout undergrad and um, my graduate degree that, um, you know, kind of like Sonia said, um, for me, um, I, I believe that my mom lives vicariously through me. So neither of my parents, you know, got the opportunity to um, go to college to, you know, receive a, a higher education. So for me, I, I'm doing it to make her proud. So for me, when I got that, that notification, I was like, okay. <laughs> and um, Sonia, I think you said too, in the beginning, you know, it, it's like the cherry on, on the top, right? It's like, it's like everything is coming full circle. And I feel like all the hard work is, is now paid off all the nights that I stayed up late until two or three o'clock in the morning, you know, doing assignments or presentations and just, you know, um, working and going to school, being tired a lot, you know, 
um, I feel like it's paid off. And it's also, um, you know, like you said, Sonia, something that I don't take lightly. I feel like it's the biggest honor of my life. Um, I think to me, it's, it's an even bigger accomplishment than receiving a master's degree. It's, it's you know, being able to represent the entire body um, of students that are graduating in 2022 after we have, you know, persevered and continued in a pandemic, right? Um, mm-hmm. Something that I, I tell, you know, some of my classmates, you know, we were talking a few weeks ago about, you know, um, how we can't believe we're graduating. And, you know, we didn't have to continue. We could have just, you know, um, either, you know, waited until the pandemic was over or when we thought it was going to be over or, you know, um, worked, you know, but we, we did the classes online. We, you know, commuted, um, you know, when classes, you know, started back up when people were apprehensive. So for me, you know, just the resilience that we've shown and for me to be able to, you know, speak on behalf of the student body is, is like I said, a huge honor. Um, and for me, just, you know, sharing with my classmates and, and the people that I have not been in class with that, you know, this is, you know, a great accomplishment and that we should be proud of ourselves and that, you know, we should pat ourselves on the back, you know, um, because like I said, we didn't really have to keep going, but we did. You know, Peter, this is one of your many successes that you're going to have in the future. You guys yeah. are influencers. I don't know if you realize that you are influencers. You know, you have atypical situations. One of the things that I've learned about Governor State University, because I have a graduate degree from there as well, is that atypical is pretty typical at GSU, right? And uh, you guys have had marvelous journeys. They were not without challenges and you persevered through it all. And I am just honored to meet you all and I want to know, I just want a, a sneak peek, kind of what do you want people to know about you? What is a little bit of what you're going to share? Because you guys are influencers. So just give us a little sneak peek of what you want to share to inspire other people to keep going. Uh, part of my speech, um, well, my speech is called Rise. And I uh, added a snippet of Maya Angelou's poem in my in my speech and I also tell my classmates that in spite of a pandemic we are here at this moment at this present time and one of my favorite words is perseverance I've always loved that word and I feel like 2022 uh, graduates from around the country governor of state that we, when it might not say it on your diploma, but it means survival. It means I've made it, that I can endure. And 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 for me, I'm just like that's my dad will be 89 on May 22nd, 23rd. I tell him, I say, look, you're gonna have to live to 100 because I'm going all the way. I'm going for the PhD. So uh, <laughs> I know it's like I'm getting that second win. And I think that's uh, if I could tell people that are in my age group that it's OK to even start and to continue and, and have a dream of another career. I, I, I can't see myself sitting, retiring and just doing, you know, 
traveling for a moment and then that's it. I, I feel like knowledge is power. And I like the fact that Peter talks about going out of the country. I've had the opportunities to go out of the country myself. I've been in Ethiopia. And and when I've actually I've I'm a member of Salem Baptist Church when I was in Chicago. So my church was used to going on trips, uh, serving the community in Roseland, in Pullman. And that's why I love public health. So and I just think when it goes back to the pandemic and my speech, that um, that's what I wanted my classmates to remember, that you are survivors. And if you can survive this, like you said, you can survive anything. And Peter, you know, it is just the beginning. There is so much more greatness in you, sweetie. Thank you, Sonia. Um, so for me, some of the things that I kind of touch on in my speech is, um, without giving too much away, is that um, I have struggled with the imposter syndrome for many, many years. And so for me, it goes back to kind of like what I was um you know, saying earlier is that um, I was like, I'm not going to go to college. I'm not going to get accepted into college. Um, I'm not going to get a scholarship. Um, I'm not going to, you know, be able to, um, you know, travel abroad for the, for my first time, you know, with the university. Um, so for me, it was like, you know, um, I think within the last year, I've, I finally told myself that I am, you know, supposed to be in the rooms that I am in and I am supposed to be at the tables that I'm sitting at, you know, and for years, you know, whatever opportunity or experience it was, I would tell myself, no, you know, you're going to get denied or no, you know, you don't have what it takes, you know? So for me, um, just kind of telling myself that, you know, the imposter syndrome is not going to take over my life you know, but I know that it does show up in many other people's lives. So for me, I want to let people know that they do belong in the room that we are going to be in on May 14th. And they do um, deserve the hat and the cat and the cat or the tassel, whatever regalia we are going to be wearing. And that degree, they deserve it all. And that um, despite a pandemic, you know, we persevered, like Sonia said, and for me also, um, I want them to take away that um, despite whatever challenges they have going on now or in the future, that they too can one day graduate from college. You know, I'm thinking that there may be a high schooler in the room. There may be an eight-year-old in the room. There may be, you know, someone that is in the same boat that I was in and has told themselves, you know, I won't make it to college. I'm just going to, you know, work a part-time job or I'm going to, you know, work. And I'm just going to, you know, provide for my family. But there is more and there are opportunities for you. There are opportunities for everyone in the room. And if you don't think there are, then we're going to make a way for it. That's the social worker in me. But, you know, hey, if we can't find a way, we will make a way. So that is what I think I want. Um, you know, I just want to, um, like I said in my interview for the speech, I want to be able to inspire one person um, to kind of pay back, to give some kind of, you know, payback to all the people that have inspired me along the way, you know, from when I was 17 years old and I didn't have a clue about college and education and everything. Um, I mean, there's been countless of people. So I've had to tell a lot of people, I'm like, I'm sorry, I couldn't include you in my speech because I would be, I would be naming like 50 people. So for me, I just want to be able to, you know, pay honor to all the people that have inspired me along the way. You both are... Fabulous. And, and I just want to say, I'm inspired. 
We all belong in this room. And imposter syndrome, unfortunately, is real. It is real. No matter what, we always think, well, do I have the right words to say? Am I in the right place? And the what you're saying today is so very powerful. We all need to hear that. We are all in the places we are supposed to be. And here at GSU, I hope other people are inspired to pursue the kinds of dreams and pathways that you have chosen as well. So thank you so much for being here today and sharing just a little bit, you know, about your speech. Didn't give too much away. I know. So I look forward to hearing them in person. Yes. And And hopefully get the opportunity to meet you in person, Sonia and Peter. Amy, I know you've had the opportunity to, to meet Peter, but I'm looking forward to meeting you face to face. Absolutely. You all as well. Yes, absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. And you all have a wonderful, wonderful rest of your day. Thank you for listening to Teaching and Learning Theory versus Practice with Dr. Amy Viaclia and Dr. Joy Patterson. We hope that you have been inspired by this conversation and will join us again as we talk about trends in education and perspectives on teaching. We welcome your comments and feedback. What conversations are you interested in hearing? We'll leave it up to you, our listeners. Did theory or practice win the match? I think it was theory probably this time. Uh, practice. Until next time, we're Dr. Amy and Dr. Joy.